Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Rabot Co. here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Louis Rabot. Ah, uh, yes, we're back here on a Monday. We're getting you through the week here on ESPN 680, 105.7. Not quite Louis Rabot, but I am Zach Cantrell. It is Cantrell and Co. this week. Remember, you are still the Co. in this show. The Co. doesn't take vacations. The Co. never rests. 4379-680. Uh, keep texting in. Texts are great show so far, Zach. Appreciate you. Uh, tuning in. I know you've been pretty interactive with us throughout the show. Uh, Ohio State getting that win had me so jealous. Let's fire KP and go beat Duke. Love to see the passion there. Uh, Texter, Muscleman's easy to pack, doesn't need a shirt to coach. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that... <laughs> He's not bad. Yeah, that, that that's right. Eric Musselman doesn't need a co- uh, shirt to coach. That's been proven against Kansas last year in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Texter Hotel California is a satanic song. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, nobody knows really? what that song means. No. Oh. <laughs> nobody knows what the song means. It's just a... Uh... <laughs> I thought it was about a hotel in California. No, it's not about that. <laughs> nobody knows what it's about. I mean, I guess uh, Don... Uh, Don Henley knows what it's about. Glenn Fry knew what it was about, but they never revealed it to anybody. Uh, 4379680, the UPS Jobs text line. Just want to kind of put a bow on uh, the Ohio State-Louisville conversation. Then we'll get into uh, more of kind of a national college conversation. We'll get into uh, the NBA All-Star Game. And I think some interesting conversations as far as the All-Star Game about the game itself, about the three-point contest, about uh, Kenny Smith's commentary. We'll get into all that. But just to finish up on the Ohio State-Louisville thing, could this have made a difference if they had fired Kenny Payne in uh, midseason? I, I don't know that it could have, but I know that this team would have more passion, would have more energy, and I know the fans would at least be a little bit more intrigued with how the season goes. And if, you, if you're not going to be a great team, and right now they're not, you at least want to be interesting. Like, I'm looking forward to this next Ohio State game more than I've looked forward to an Ohio State game in a really long time because I want to see if Jake Diebler can keep this going. I want to see if he can coach his way into the full-time head coaching job. I knew that as long as Chris Holtman was a head coach, it wasn't going to work. And by the way, Mike Krzyzewski, Jay Wright, all these other old coaches that are criticizing Ohio State for uh, firing Chris Holtman, and Coach K said, you know, I would have been fired in three years. That's probably true. Because his first three years, he didn't make the NCAA tournament. But you know what he did after that? By year seven, they'd gone to a Final Four. They played in a national championship game. They had a record-setting season. They won 37 games. Chris Holtman, in seven years, the head coach at Ohio State, didn't get out of the first weekend. Never once, or once. This first year, they didn't lose 10 games. After that, every single season, after that, they lost at least 10 games. He was 500 in the Big Ten. They lost to teams like Minnesota and Nebraska. 
Forget that they would go have a win against number one Duke or Michigan State or whoever, and they'd lose to a bad team the next game. You never knew what you were getting. So the Chris Holtman era had to end. I thought it should have ended two years ago after they lost in the second round of the tournament. And it makes you reevaluate what your standards are. My standards for Ohio State basketball are make the tournament every year, get to the Sweet 16 at least half the time, get to a Final Four twice a decade, have a chance to win a national championship. That should be the standard for Ohio State, which Ohio State, obviously, football is going to be the number one thing, always will be, but that should be your standard. And I bring that back to Louisville because I want fans to tell me what their expectations are because if you're still supporting Kenny Payne at this point you're supporting mediocrity you can't tell me in one breath that you expect this program to be what they have historically been which is a top six program of all time a program that is used to going to final fours playing for championships and a program that their season really begins once the NCAA tournament starts it gets so bad to the point where I'm like, hey, maybe this Mick is the pick guy. Is yeah, right. Like it, it, it's sad. Right, it's sad. Yeah. It, it, I. What's your standards? And whatever you tell me your standards are, that's okay. I'll take your word for it. But if you're still supporting Kenny Payne at this point, then your expectations are not what Louisville expectations used to be. We talk about this all the time over on LSL. The standard is a standard. Standard is make the tournament win a game or two in the tournament, get to the Sweet 16, and then take your chances from there. And in 10 years, Louisville should expect to be a Final Four team three times, two or three times. And I know the NCAA tournament's completely random, but you got to put yourself in that position. And you got to be a team that expects to play for a national championship at least once a decade. And they are so far removed from that right now that these last couple years have just changed people's standards. And I don't, your Louisville fans should not lower their standards for anybody. Yeah, Texer said it isn't even mediocrity with KP. No, it's far less than mediocrity. But what are your standards? Do you just want to support Kenny Payne blindly? Do you want to just be the guy who nowadays going to the tournament is not your expectation? Or are you going to live up to and expect what this program has historically expected, which is make the tournament? win games in the tournament, be a team that has a chance to go to the Final Four every couple years, has and a team that can possibly win a national championship every couple years. Rick Pitino, I realize, is one of the great coaches of all time. And maybe they won't reach that level every year with every coach. But what are the standards? Text me, 437-9680. Tell me what your standards are for Louisville basketball. Uh, text her, my standard top 25 team competing for top four conference seed regularly in the tournament. I think that's a good place to start. And I know in the ACC it's tough because you got Duke and you got North Carolina to deal with. But Louisville should absolutely be a top four seed regularly in the ACC. Louisville should be higher or at least on the level of Virginia. They should be on the level of Pitt. They should be better than Pitt. They should be a top four seed regularly in the ACC, and they should always make the NCAA tournament. That's the minimum standard. Making the tournament is minimum standard, as far as I'm concerned. They should be a regular top four seed in the ACC. They should be a regular top 25 team. We should have games in February where people are nervous because it's a big game. When Louisville goes to Duke, that should be the only thing we talk about on this station the entire day, the day leading up to it, 
when they play Kentucky in late December, we should be doing 24-hour pregames like we did for the football team. We should be doing that. We didn't talk about that game at all. Or we, we did on the day of. But we didn't talk about the way that you would normally expect to talk about a game that people think is the best rivalry in college basketball. Because right now, it's not. Because one team's not living up to their end of it. That should be the expectation. Uh, texter Zach, love the show. Thank you, appreciate it. Uh, who realistically can Louisville get? Uh, Chris Beard, Ricky Patino Jr., Bruce Pearl, Justin Sider, Mick Cronin, Eric Musselman. Yeah, I see what you tried to do there with Illinois State. Well done, Texter. Well done. Uh, Tanner, you can read that off off, the, off air if you want to do that. Uh, Jerome Tang and uh, Josh Shirts at Indiana State. think it may be a mid-major coach. Would not surprise me if it's a mid-major coach. Would not surprise me. Now, I think they should go for the biggest names possible. I think you've got to make people say no. But I think there's a better than decent chance they end up with a mid-major coach because I think the national perception of Louisville right now is it's a program in shambles, which it has kind of been the last couple of years. And do you want to be the guy that immediately comes in and tries to turn that around? Maybe you do. I don't think it's going to be Mick Cronin. I don't think it's going to be Chris Beard. I don't really think Bruce Pearl's leaving Auburn. I don't I don't see that. I, I just throw Bruce Pearl's name out. Like he's not leaving. I, no, there's no way. Not a, not for Louisville. It, it would have to be if like if Cal left Kentucky, then I think you throw Bruce Pearl's name into that. I don't think he's coming to Louisville. Uh, Texter Louisville basketball is unfortunately now Indiana basketball. Unfortunately, it looks like we're not a great program. We benefited from having two great coaches. Well, if you get the right coach, you can benefit from that. I mean, think of what Alabama football was between Gene Stallings and Nick Saban. They had you know Mike Debose. Mike Shula, Dennis Franchoni. Alabama football for 15 years was mediocre at best. And then they hired Nick Saban, and we all know what happened after that. So if you're Louisville, you get the right guy. The passion, the fan base is certainly here. The basketball tradition's here. Any coach in America outside of five or six programs, all of them should be jumping to take this job. And I don't know that they are right now, but they should be. Texter. Louisville should be in the tournament every year, competing for an ACC title every year. Reach Sweet 16 three out of four, three quarters of the time. Reach the Final Four at least two to three times, competing for a national title. I think that's realistic. I really do. I think they should be competing for the ACC title every year. Reach the Sweet 16 three out of four times. It, it's it's a little difficult to put numbers on standards because we know how random the NCAA tournament is, and every team suffers an upset. Louisville had it against Moorhead State back in 2011 with Kenneth Three. Then they went to the Final Four the oh, next few years. What a name. Kenneth Fareed. Kenneth How about Fareed, that? Kenneth man. Holy. Legendary Denver Nugget. He was a great shot blocker. Great alley-oop guy he, as well. He the, was fun. No, the best moment of his career to me is when... I, I don't think it was the Olympics because I don't think he was that good enough to be no, on the he Olympic never, team. I don't think he was ever in the Olympics. But it was he was on the USA team against... like They were playing... Um, New Zealand where they do the haka before yeah, the game. Right. And it was just like they did they showed all the faces of like the USA players like watching them do the haka and it was like James Harden was like, What's going on? <laughs> I think Derek I Rose, that. what's going on? And then it was yeah. Kenneth Fareed was like, Man, what what is this? Like <laughs> <laughs> Texter, if Tom would have fired Ricky after his thing, we wouldn't be in this mess. Eh, I guess we'll never know. Texter, standard is competing for conference championships, being ranked top 25, playing in the tournament, going deep into March. That's what they've always done, not accepting anything less. I think that's kind of the consensus that most fans have. Right now, they're pretty realistic about things. And nobody's saying that Louisville should win a national title every year. 
but they should be top 25. We should be talking about them in the ACC tournament. We should be talking about this program having meaningful games in, no, in uh, not November, I'm thinking football, uh, in February and in March. We should have games that people are nervous about. That should be the standard. Texter, uh, more risk you take, the lower the buyout you offer in his contract. To get big-time coaches, you got to put some money in the buyout. You just do. And if it doesn't work out, then you pay the guy and wish him well. Uh, Texter, the ACC is hurting us, hiring a coach. ACC could be gone in two years. I don't think it's the ACC. I think it's this program where they've been the last couple years. I think that's what's hurting them. The ACC could possibly be gone in a couple years. But if North Carolina came open right now, I don't think North Carolina being in the ACC is going to impact North Carolina's ability to get a good coach or Duke. No, I don't think it's going to happen. So I don't think the ACC has anything to do with that. Um, Let's see one more here. Texter, Rick Pitino deserved to be fired. In retrospect, he should not have been. Yeah, I think that's the consensus. He deserved to be fired at the time, but of course we've seen what's happened with the program since. So well, also the reason why he got fired is for something that's completely legal now. Yes, correct. well, I mean maybe not the Adidas part, but yeah, not maybe not that giving part. a guy money. <laughs> uh, we had a texter. We had a meaningful game in November. Kentucky Wesleyan kicked their butt. Yeah, <laughs> Kentucky Wesleyan and Leanne Rhymes um, th- did a pretty good job uh, in November against Louisville teams. Uh, texter, big time coaches is not more risk. You missed the point. No, it is not more risk. Big time coaches are not more risk. If you get a big time coach. Then you're bringing them in here, and with all the resources that Louisville has, with the tradition that Louisville has, those coaches should win and win big. Well, look at UConn though; they had they yeah. they went from Calhoun point. and then to Ali Ali. He won a national. He won title. a national championship, but it was with Calhoun's players. Let's Correct. all be honest. Yeah, he was and a terrible then, coach. And then they go and get Danny Hurley from a mid-major yeah. in Rhode Island, and what was it? Four years? And they won a national championship or yeah. five? He doesn't even have a Big East title yet, but he has a national Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And like, they're, they're, well, they're going to win a Big East title it's, this year. It's not, it's not a bad idea or it's, it's not as crazy to think that a mid-major coach isn't the best no. move. No, it's I'm, just not the sexy pick. People are going to be like, who's this guy? And yeah. it's going to be a lot of that. And I hope Louisville fans aren't falling over for the sexy pick. If they get a mid-major coach that has like Josh Schertz at Indiana State, or if they get somebody along those levels, Dusty May at Florida Atlantic has been a popular name. If they get a mid-major coach, I mean, I wouldn't be all that disappointed about it. I know that you shoot for the stars, but if you land Once, somewhere right below yeah. it, then... You're doing fine. Yeah. Now what, it's better than this. Yeah. So we, we, we can get into a little bit of major college basketball here. Uh, the reminder, this is uh, Rabo and Co. Zach Cantrell in for the week. Tana Brunamesto doing a great job on the ones and twos. 4379680 is the UPS Jobs text line. Keep them coming. Uh, the Co. is doing a pretty good job helping us out today. Uh, so let's talk about, you know, you just mentioned UConn. I think clearly the best team in college basketball right now. They beat oh, yeah. the pants off Marquette 81-53. That game was not competitive. They are. Uh, the I have a buddy that goes to uh, Trinity University in uh, Hartford, yeah, and uh, he he saw Marquette was practicing in their gym, and I like I was like texting him on the side. I was like, "Hey, if you see Shaka, uh, yeah, Tell let him, him let him know, let him know uh, Louisville's waiting for him." That's right. Yeah, that's another <laughs> and name. Then that, that game happened. I was yeah, like, that, "All right, maybe not." <laughs> eh, I'm not gonna. If, if I, you I, thought Shaka Smart was a good fit, I'm not just gonna after one game against. The I know. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no. Shaka is a great coach. UConn lost six of their top nine players from last year, including I think their top three scores, and they're better. They're better this year. Dan Hurley's doing a heck of a job up there, and no team has repeated since Florida in 2006 and 2007. 
UConn could very easily repeat this. What year. are they? Twenty five and two. UConn is twenty four and two. Ah, twenty four right. and two. Their uh, lone losses are on the road at Kansas. Everybody loses on the road at Kansas, and, and they I had believe, a close game. Yeah, sixty nine, sixty five. They could have just make it. They couldn't make free throws. And their last loss was on the road at Seton Hall. Shaheen Holloway doing a pretty good job oh, up yeah. there. Uh, Houston beats Texas eighty two sixty one. Houston is another team that people are not talking enough about. That is the best defensive team in the country. Oh, and that yeah. team. They always are. We talk about. UConn is a step above everybody else, and then people have talked about Purdue being the number one overall seed, which they're not going to be, I think, no. after losing to Ohio State. Houston should be in that group as well because they have been proven they're a top-five team. They've won on the road in some Big 12 environments. And look, Could it you finally be the year? For Houston? Yeah. I think they've got a good chance. Now, can they put it together offensively enough is going to uh, be the question. Yeah. But their defense, that's the best defensive team in the country. Uh, Arizona was a number one seed in the uh, original – in the first reveal of the top 16 they beat arizona state 105 to 60 (laughs) arizona tommy lloyd i mean what he's done the last two years in the regular season has been great but he's another guy that i need to see him do it in the tournament because he lost as a one seed to houston in the sweet 16 and then last year they lose to princeton in the opening game so i was at that game i think oh no 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 never mind not not prince uh, not princeton versus arizona my bad. No, was it i think it was princeton against uh creighton yeah that that was the one game here. here yeah uh, texter Chris Collins winning game winning games at Northwestern are somewhat the equivalent of Jeff Brom winning it at Purdue. Uh, his name never gets mentioned. Not sure why. That's a good text, actually. Chris Collins is a very good coach. Northwestern had never made the tournament before he got there. They've now made it a couple of times. They've won two tournament games as well with Northwestern resources and Northwestern players. If he could get more elite talent at a place like Louisville, I think Chris Collins could do some big-time things. I, I absolutely agree. I think his name should be brought up more in this conversation. I'm not sure that he's the guy that they're going to pick, but the comparison between Collins at Northwestern and Jeff Brom at Purdue I think is a pretty good one. I actually think it's pretty good. Good text there. Uh, Kansas beats Oklahoma 67-57. Kansas wins a big road game, which is something that they have not done for a while. So um, Oklahoma... Porter Moser's another guy that's in the conversation for the Louisville job, at least to a degree. I, I, he's a solid coach. We saw him take Loyola uh, to the Final Four back in 2018 with Sister Jean. Sister Jean's somehow still alive. You see that? Really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, she was old back then. She was like 90-something. I think she's in her hundreds now. She's still still alive. How about that? Um, if they make the tournament, I'm still terrified of them because of her. Yeah. There's the, the voodoo there. You see that woman roll out and you're like, oh. We're going to have our hands full, huh? <laughs> uh, let's see. Texter, what's our chance of getting Jay Wright 0 to 100%? I'm going to say less than 0. Oh, my God. Jay Wright. Just Jay Wright's not coming back. Jay Wright does not want to coach in modern NIL. And Jay Wright is perfectly content to be a rock star in Philadelphia and be retired. I just don't see him coming out of retirement for any job at this point. Because why would he? He's a two-time national championship coach. He's an analyst. I've never understood why more coaches don't become television guys earlier. Because I remember you go undefeated when you're an analyst. You the, there were rumors after uh, the Rams won the Super Bowl that McVay was just going to drop it all and just become like a CBS guy. And I was like, why would he do that? But then you saw like the potential contract that he could get, and you're like, oh, yeah, no, he's making way more money than he did coaching. He doesn't have to deal with the stress of coaching. He right. doesn't have to recruit. You already know what he feels like with the NIL stuff. Like, just. Put it to bed, guys. Yeah, he's it's not, it's not Jay Wright. He, he's not coming. I'm sorry, guys. No, but Josh Hurd's good friends with him. I yeah, don't care. I'm sure he is. <laughs> I'm sure they text every day. Hey, Jay, how you doing? Hey, Josh, <laughs> right. how you doing? I, it's it's not happening. Hey, you want to come here? No, I'm good. All right, fine. Yeah. <laughs> sh- t- take the shot, Josh. You're not landing it. So, and Tennessee 
beats up Vanderbilt so bad that Vanderbilt decides to fire Jerry Stackhouse. And that, that was a bubble team last year that won 20 games and beat Kentucky a couple times, and Vanderbilt fired their coach. I, I don't know if anybody had Ohio State and Vanderbilt firing their coaches before Louisville did on their bingo card this year, but that's where we're at. Vanderbilt, of course, is not a program with really high expectations. Kevin Stallings did a pretty good job for them. But Tennessee beat them by 35. Pretty decisive. Tennessee, I think at their very best, probably still the best team in the SEC. I think it's them. The, the top four in the SEC is fascinating. With Auburn, I know they lost against Kentucky, but that, that's still a very good offensive team on their best day. Alabama, I think, might be the best offensive team in the country. Kentucky, on their best day, might be the best offensive team in the country. And Tennessee with Dalton Connect, probably SEC Player of the Year. That That's a fascinating conference to watch. And who would have thought that the SEC would be you know, better than the ACC in basketball. We always talk about SEC football, ACC football. The ACC actually had the winning record in football this year. Don't let, don't uh, don't tell ESPN that because apparently Kirk Herbstreit and all of them didn't listen because you know we all know what happened there. Why would they? Yeah, why would they? Uh, Jordan uh, Travis wasn't playing. <laughs> Jordan Travis didn't play. The, the, the funniest comment of that whole thing was Dan Orlovsky saying this Florida State team did not go undefeated. But yes, they did. They, but they did. Yeah. They did. <laughs> they didn't lose any games. Maybe the UConn education is not the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's, it works on the basketball side. Of yeah, things. no, but it definitely Dana does. Orlovsky also didn't know where the back of the end yeah. was. So. Maybe not the best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all-star talk. More positive radio. We do it next. Taking care of your family isn't always easy. So we make sure getting care when you need it is... With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. Ah, yes, we've got lots of additional programming coming up for you on Saturday. We've got a full slate. We've got Louisville baseball back in action against St. Bonaventure. That'll be at 1245 over on 93.9. The Ville Cardinals looking to bounce back after a disappointing weekend. Bellarmine basketball will be over here on these airwaves. ESPN 680-1057 at 345 as they take on North Alabama. And then we'll get to uh, we'll have Kansas versus Texas. That'll be a big game in the Big Twelve. That'll be over on ninety three nine the Ville. And then on all sticks, it'll be the Knicks and the Celtics. Eight o'clock on ESPN six eighty one zero five seven and ninety three nine the Ville. That's going to be an interesting game because right now the Celtics are probably the best team in the Eastern Conference. The Knicks aren't that far far behind. Jalen Brunson has been playing out of his mind this season, and the Knicks got better at the trade deadline so a Saturday night game it's going to be very compelling to watch of course Louisville women's basketball as we mentioned they're back in action against Georgia Tech on Thursday but they'll also be in action on Sunday against Virginia 11 30 pregame on 93.9 the Ville again join the voice of the cards Nick Curran and company as they get ready to cover that game against Virginia Louisville women usually more successful against Virginia than the Louisville men have been against Virginia in recent memory even with Rick Pitino and a solid 
Louisville program in years past. So let's, uh, I got a couple of bones to pick here, and we'll get to All-Star Weekend in just a minute. I have a bone to pick with Jay Williams. Jay Williams, of course, uh, they were talking on College Game Day. Caitlin Clark last week set the women's scoring record. She's going to set the men's record. She's going to set the overall record eventually. I think it's she's less than 1,000 points or so uh, behind that. Uh, Texter, who's responsible for the Canes read while Louie's out. Uh, we're still working on that. I, I might have something for you tomorrow. Still working on that. I've, I've talked to Louie about it. We're going we're gonna to figure that out. You will get a Canes read. I promise you. But anyway... Jay Williams, talking about Caitlin Clark. We all know how great Caitlin Clark is. I think she's the biggest face in all of college basketball right now, men or women. Men or women, I don't think it's particularly close. She is the biggest star in college basketball, maybe the biggest women's college basketball star in recent memory because as great as those UConn teams were, they didn't really have... Brianna Stewart might have been close, but nobody stood out because they had so many good players. They had like four or five that could just drop 30. Right. Maya Moore was was pretty good as well. Caitlin Clark is the biggest story in college basketball right now, men or women. Uh, So Jay Williams talked about this on College Game Day on Saturday, which was down at Auburn for the Kentucky-Auburn game, which Kentucky got a big win at. Jay Williams had this to say about Caitlin Clark. I think she is the Stephen Curry of women's basketball. I think she has changed the dynamics of the way the game is played. I think the way she plays, the pizzazz, is like she's probably the most prolific scorer the game of basketball has ever seen. Unmatched. I am, I am unwilling, and maybe it's more the, the Kobe mentorship around me, to say that she is great yet. I think she is the most prolific scorer the game has ever seen. I hold great or the levels of immortality or the pantheon to when you win championships. I'm just, that's just me. So Diane Taurasi, when you win three consecutive championships, two-time national player of the year, it has to it has to culminate with the chip. It has to. I mean, Brianna Stewart, if we're talking about GOAT legends of the game, she's won four chips. Four chips, multiple national players of the year. So I'm not saying that she's not at a high, high, high level, but for it to go to the states of immortality, in my opinion, it has to culminate with your team winning a championship. So is Dan Marino not an all-time great quarterback? Because he didn't win a championship. If Caitlin Clark was on UConn... Yeah, that's the other thing our, I was going to say. Yes. The world would be burning. Yes. It would be in flames right now. Brianna Stewart's a great player. Diana Taurasi's a great player. Nobody de- denies that. But they played at UConn. Gino Oriema wins a billion national championships. He's going to be the winningest coach of all time. There are a lot of those players that if they went somewhere else are not great players because they didn't win a national championship. So... Anybody who played against UConn all those years, are they not great players because they won no titles? What are we talking about here, Jay Williams? Is Larry Bird not an all-time great college player because Indiana State, he carried <laughs> Indiana State to 34-0, but they didn't win a national championship because he ran up against Magic and Michigan State, who was a better team? You know, Shaq wasn't that good in college. Shaq didn't win a national <laughs> title at LSU. Come on, Jay. What are we doing here? Caitlin Clark is one of the greatest women's college basketball players of all time, and if she went to UConn, yes, she'd probably have a couple of national championships. She's turned Iowa into a relevant women's college basketball program. Iowa, before she got there, they were nothing. We never talked about Iowa basketball. And now we're talking about Iowa basketball to the point that people there, it's a women's basketball college. It's not a football school anymore because, God forbid, they can't score. <laughs> Caitlin Clark herself probably outscored the entire Iowa football team. Yeah, I was just hearing uh, reports. They uh, might give her a uh, scholarship to she, she should get a scholarship. <laughs> She should get a scholarship to play on the football team because at least they would put points on the board. Caitlin Clark is the most fun women's college basketball player I've ever seen. She is the Steph Curry of college basketball from That's the women's the thing. perspective. He was like, she, I'll give him that. Jay Williams was right on that. He, she is the Steph Curry of women's basketball. But how That's the, true. You can't say that and then be like, yeah, she's not great, though. 
What? <laughs> You're using Steph Curry as an example. That's greatness in a sentence or was, a person. Was Steph uh, Was Steph Curry not great? Because Steph didn't win a national championship at uh, Davidson. No. It's Davidson. What are we? <laughs> come on. Caitlin Clark is one of the greatest women's college basketball players of all time. And Jay Williams' logic for saying she's not an all-timer is that she did not win a championship. You realize how hard it is to win a championship? Come on. Come on. Uh, Zach, Texas said, Zach, this is Marcus from Martini Italian Bistro. My daughter and I were huge listeners of Dan and Louie. We've listened then half as much since Dan retired. But this is the show. This show is the best we've heard since Dan's last show. Thank you. I really appreciate that, Marcus. Uh, that's probably the best text I've read all day. Really appreciate you uh, tuning in. Hopefully you tune in the rest of the week here. It'll be Cantrell & Co. filling in for Rabo & Co. ESPN 680-1057. we got lots of great guests coming up for you. 437-9680. Keep texting those uh, texts in. Texter Iowa is a wrestling school first. Yes. I, I, my apologies yeah, to the true. wrestling Hold program. On. Yeah, no, he's got a point. Yeah. You forget about wrestling. My apologies because Iowa, it, they're the number one wrestling school in all of college athletics. No doubt about it. Uh, Caitlin Clark, Texter, Caitlin Clark Senior Night is against Ohio State. The get-in price is $500. Absolutely. Because Ohio State is the number two team in women's basketball. Iowa's top 10. That's going to be one of the best regular season games of the year. And Caitlin Clark could set the scoring record that night. And how baller was that, by the way, for her to set the scoring record the way she did from the logo from the logo to have eight points and, and shoot then, it from that far and then have the cockiness to be like you guys knew i was doing it from the logo it's yes. like yeah we kind of did but come on now like that was <laughs> she's awesome i can't wait till what she does for the WNBA. i think she's they're gonna yeah. ratings the, will be going up yeah. the discourse around caitlin clark too is just it's crazy because the texter brings this up there's so much focus on her scoring but she also has over a thousand career assists maybe jay and cheryl swoops need to slow their role yeah cheryl swoops had some comments a couple weeks ago about how caitlin clark shoot the only reason she has the record is because she shoots 40 times a game caitlin clark has never shot more than i believe 30 times in a game before so that that number's just not right you know she's about to set the scoring record she said well caitlin clark needs to do it in the amount of time that the uh, whoever was the links work, I think it was Kelsey Plum at Washington set the record. Yeah. Caitlin Clark set that record faster than Kelsey. That Plum. was the thing. She was like, "Yeah, she did it in five years." And I was like, "I, I yeah. I'm not the best uh, women's basketball like expert, but I'm pretty sure she's done it in four. She did it less. Yeah, she did it less. Yes. So, so those idiot. comments were, and then oh, the uh, the WNBA is. They don't like Caitlin Clark, and they will eat her alive. I think Caitlin Clark's going to be the biggest think, star once she gets into the WNBA. I, I think she'll be fine. <laughs> I think she's going to be okay. Like, I people need to do their research before they make these kind of blanket statements. Cheryl Swoops just—it's she just sounded jealous of Caitlin Clark, and I don't really know what she's jealous about because Cheryl Swoops is one of the great players in WNBA history, great player and one of the great players in the history of college. It, the WNBA just seems bitter that Caitlin Clark is a bigger deal than any WNBA player. Because women's college basketball is bigger than the WNBA right now. It just is. Maybe Caitlin Clark goes to the WNBA and makes it bigger than women's college basketball. I think that's certainly out there. But remember, she actually has another year of eligibility because of the COVID year. Caitlin Clark could easily come back next year and blow the scoring record I know Bukers out of the book. And UConn. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah, Paige Bukers is coming back. I, the discourse around Caitlin Clark is just crazy to me. Just appreciate her being great she's really fun to watch and that's all it really needs to be uh texter what everyone else the text line is toxic and mean zach for some reason wow guys thanks for the kind words yeah that's what happens <laughs> yeah you send positive texts i acknowledge that 
Uh, keep them coming. Four three seven nine six eighty. You are the co and Rabo and Co or Cantrell and Co. We need you to be a part of the show as much as possible. Uh, Texer, look how many shots per game Pistol Pete took. Yes, that, absolutely. I mean, and he did it without a three point line. So we got to give him some credit there. But they think Caitlin Clark is a ball hog. Caitlin Clark, her rebounds, her assists. They're extraordinary. Like, she'll have games where she'll score 40 points and dish out 10 assists. This isn't a situation like the 2006 Lakers where Kobe uh, scored 81 points and he had two assists in that game. That's not the case. Caitlin Clark is a great passer. As And as the texter said, she's averaging 6.9 rebounds and 8.5 assists per game. Yes, safe to say she's pretty well-rounded. No question about it. She's absolutely well-rounded. She does everything well. And we need to be propping her up. This is the thing that people do with women's college basketball players and wonder why the sport's not more popular prop them up because Caitlin Clark is a phenomenal talent that we may never see again on the women's stage let's appreciate it while we can and that leads me to my next point and another uh, woman who kind of got some bad discourse around her was Sabrina Ionescu I think I'm saying her last name right you know what I'm talking about yeah 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 so I know her as Sabrina yeah so she goes and has the three-point contest against Steph Curry also known as the greatest shooter of all time in the history of basketball. Sabrina shoots from the NBA three-point line. She shoots with regulation NBA basketballs. Oh, she did? Yes. Oh. So she shoots from the NBA three-point line, regulation NBA basketballs, and puts up, makes 26 threes. And she would have been tied for the lead with every other contender in the three-point contest. She would have been tied with Damian Lillard, who ended up winning it. She's not great. But no, but <laughs> so Steph makes twenty nine and, and wins because Steph is the greatest shooter yeah, of all time. It's Steph, yeah. So Kenny Smith and I like Kenny Smith. He said afterwards she should have shot from the WNBA line and she should have been using WNBA basketballs and compared it to female golfers using the women's tee. That's your takeaway, Kenny. That's your takeaway after watching her shoot from the NBA three point line with NBA regulation basketballs. That she should have done it differently? That it wasn't a fair fight? It sure was a fair fight. She would have tied Damian Lillard, who won the contest. She would have tied everybody else. And the only reason she did not win is because Steph Curry is godlike from the three-point line. Why? Why are we, why are we still having this conversation? We, this is supposed to be propping up women's basketball. And it should have been celebrated as a great moment in women's basketball. And instead, we're talking about some asinine comments, and we're talking about that this wasn't fair. It was a fair playing field. It was. Uh, Texter, that's for the show across the hall. Uh, let's see. Uh, that one text isn't popping up, but we'll get there. She, Sabrina Ionescu put on an incredible show, and it should be celebrated. And I, I, this is, I'm going to probably talk about this with Biscuit on Friday because Biscuit does the post-game shows for uh, Louisville's women's basketball team, and he's uh, very passionate about women's college basketball and women's basketball just in general. It's women's sports. Right, women's sports in general. Good guy, good yeah, guy. Good guy. But the discourse surrounding Caitlin Clark and Sabrina Ionescu is the reason why women's basketball in many ways is not more popular, and it should be, because these girls are really good. Uh Texter not taking anything away from her, but I thought she shot with the WNBA ball. No, she shot with the NBA ball. That's what I, I, I that I was just shocked when you're like you're uh, you said that. And I was yeah, like, she shot really because she shot with the NBA ball. When I, when I was on Louie last week, he they said like we're okay with her shooting with the women's ball. So I was expecting her to do it with the women's ball. But no, they sh- she shot with the NBA ball. Good for her, man. 
20 she made 26 threes that tells you how I could do that in an hour no <laughs> if I'm being completely eh, honest maybe I could in an hour if you give me an hour I might be able to do it I don't if you know. give me 30 seconds no <laughs> no no way but Caitlin Clark is a phenomenal college basketball player Sabrina Ionescu is an outstanding shooter and a very good WNBA player and by the way she hadn't played all season because I think she's been hurt this should have been celebrated these two players should be celebrated and you know if this happened on the men's side they absolutely would be but they should be <laughs> text her i'm passionate about women in general <laughs> good text good text nice we all hope to be passionate about women i think we are in many ways uh lots of passion talk here on a monday how about that let's see text her it was not fair she was at a disadvantage because she used a ball she is not used to well she wanted to use the nba ball so it was her decision they decided that she would use the NBA ball. So to say that it's not fair when it was her choice, I don't think is accurate. And we don't have to do this mulligan talk. We don't have to do this that she did it with a a handicap. We don't have to do any of that. Let's just celebrate two great shooters. Let's celebrate that Steph Curry won the contest because Steph Curry is the greatest shooter ever. But Sabrina Ionescu held her own. It was a it was the biggest event of All-Star Weekend because All-Star Weekend was a disaster pretty much outside of that and we'll get to that. But I want people need to be better as far as the conversation about Caitlin Clark and about Sabrina Ionescu. It was it was disappointing to say the least. Uh texter I have less issue with what's been said about Sabrina than saying Steph is the greatest shooter of all time. Bird versus Burden is prime versus Steph. Not a chance. Bird doesn't oh my win. God. Make him we're cry. We're not doing. Yeah, this. we're not doing this. <laughs> Come on. Look, he must I, be a very. He must be up in Indiana or <laughs> a native Indiana or older than fifty. Yeah, or yeah. Look, Larry Bird is one of the greatest shooters of all time. One of the greatest basketball players of all time. I don't think it's. It's not even close. Steph is the greatest shooter of all time by every metric you want to use. He's going to blow the record away. I think he already has in many ways. Steph Curry's the greatest shooter of all time. I, it, this isn't something even worth talking about. I'll use the uh, Kroll show. Uh, the, uh, the Have you ever watched the Kroll yes, show? He does yes. the uh, Larry Bird thing. Oh, yeah. Larry had great fundamentals. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Larry had great fundamentals. I know you liked, I know you love your fundamentals, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Deceptively fast, right? All right, let's get an All-Star Weekend. We can go ahead and do that before we hit a break here on a Monday afternoon. All-Star Weekend was a disaster, okay? You watch the All-Star game and the Eastern team had 211 points and the West team had 186. Like, Can we play a little bit of defense? I'm not saying that this has to be treated like Game 7 of the NBA Finals or anything like that, but there's no competition in this whatsoever. On it the, was pathetic. On the topic of Larry Bird, I think before the game, he like was talking to the teams. He was like, I just wished you guys or i just hope you guys show a little bit of heart and like yeah some passion and they didn't do that none no <laughs> no no passion whatsoever bam no energy Ad- whatsoever bam out of bio had the audacity to inbound the ball off of Jokic's back and yeah. then go up the court like a point guard and then just randomly take a three i'm a heat fan i have a heat hat on right now bam out of bio has never shot a three-point 
in his career. No. And he just pulls it Dwight Howard, nowhere. I remember, made a three in an all-star Shaq game. Shaq did, too. <laughs> so, it, the biggest mistake that the NBA made is they took away the one thing that made the ending bearable, and that was the Elam ending that they do in the TBT. They did it the last couple years in the NBA all-star game. I was going to say, I thought they were going to continue away with it. it. No, they did away with it. And the Elam ending is great because now teams actually start playing defense because yeah. they don't want to lose, and the Elam ending gives you a chance to come back if you're down eight points or whatever. You, if you can string a couple of stops together, you can actually come back and still have a chance to win the game i have no idea why they did away with that it was the one thing that made the ending of the game fun and instead we're just watching a bunch of all-stars that don't want to get hurt and i don't blame them for this they don't want to get hurt they want to have fun but adam silver is talking about playing with more energy to having people care about this game that was a disgrace what they did last night to have the winning team of 211 points 397 combined points in the all-star game not to mention that the dunk contest was not good mac mcclung won good for him (laughs) But the dunk get con- back to the G League, buddy. Get back to the G League. <laughs> I saw the uh, meme of um, the Beyond Scared Straight one, where it's just the kid yeah. in the cell, and then the two cops come in. Go, go, go! It just, <laughs> it's, it's just the WM or the the NBA yeah. managers coming into Mac McClung's hotel room. Get back to the G League. Get back. It's just, I don't get like, I no, I, I get why he's in it. He's an yeah. awesome dunker. It's sure, he is probably the only thing he can really do on the basketball court. And I'm Tech, not saying I can yeah. do much better, but. It is kind of weird that two years in a row they're like, all right, let's yeah. send this kid up. Like, why? Texter, I have no argument with Steph being the greatest shooter of all time, but outside of MJ, Prime Bird is still who I want taking that last shot. I, that, that's an entirely different conversation. I don't think you're necessarily wrong. I want Iguodala. <laughs> okay, Max Kellerman. Uh, boy. Let's see. Texter, the only thing worse. Okay, we're not not getting there. Uh, the image. Let's see. Texter sent an image about NBA games draining at least nine threes. Yeah, that's happening a lot in recent memory. The dunk contest, I think, needs to be done away with at this point because we're not get, seeing any new dunks. The top players aren't doing it anymore. The three-point shootout has become the most interesting part of All-Star Weekend. The All-Star, the All-Skills Challenge isn't even all that compelling. Did you see Ant Edwards yeah. just do it with his left hand? That was yeah. awesome. Uh, the only, that just shows how much they don't care. <laughs> text are the only two ways to change the All-Star Games. Give the winners obscene amounts of money or home court advantage in the finals. Otherwise, it is what it is. Don't do home court advantage. We saw baseball do this, and it was a disaster. Maybe give them a little bit more money. But, I mean, you saw people cared about the in-season tournament. Why? Because they... We're getting, getting paid more money. money. So, yeah, that, it's probably your only LeBron answer. I don't wanted it so badly, but... You're not getting home court advantage in the finals. It, that should not happen. We're not even going to talk about that. More money talk next. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store.
You are listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. Ah, back here, Cantrell and Co. this week, ESPN 680-1057. Zach Cantrell filling in for Louis Rabot, and we can promise you that unlike the NBA All-Star game, we do give a damn here at ESPN 680. We're doing a, having a lot of fun here. Tana Brunamesto behind the glass, handling the ones and twos, and doing a uh, fantastic job uh, keeping us on the air, of course. Uh, some other additional programming we got to talk about Louisville Sports Lives I mentioned that'll be on Tuesday night tomorrow night at 8 o'clock following the Jeff Walsh show over on 93.9 The Ville Ethan Moore Taylor Lynch and myself will be there for that one uh, Saturday the Victory Formation show with Jeff Lightsey Jr. does a really good job with that from 10 to 11 over on 93.9 The Ville on Saturday morning and also on Saturday morning on ESPN 680 105.7 we got the high school hour brought to you by the Cutter Group so we've got a lot of programming to get to a lot of uh, things to keep you entertained throughout the week here on ESPN 680 so you really don't need to change the station unless you're going over to 93.9 The Ville to listen to some games. So uh, keep it locked here with the ESPN networks throughout the week. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here with just kind of a couple of uh, quick hitters here. And let's start with Rick Pitino. And yeah, hell of a transition there. Quick hitter Rick Pitino. How about that? That's not going to that's gonna go well on the text line. <laughs> Had to. There you go. Nice. There you go. Yeah, I didn't say 69. Uh, but hey oh, nice. hey oh. Uh, St. John, so St. John's loses for the uh, eighth time in their last ten games. Yesterday, they had a 19-point lead and lost 68-62 to uh, Seton Hall, falling to 14-12 overall, six and nine in the Big East, uh, which places them ninth place. Uh, they only have five games left in the regular season. They probably need to run the table the rest of the way before uh, winning a game or two in the NCAA tournament to have a chance to receive an NCAA tournament bid. And it, it was a year that started with promise for Rick Pitino and has fallen very much short of that. Uh, Texter, the only thing that makes it tough to give all-star teams enough money to care versus normal teams, they're all near max players anyway. Yeah, there's something to that, but I mean, you watch the effort that these guys gave in the in-season tournament, and you can just as easily extend that to the all-star game. But we, we can talk more about that at a different time. So Rick Pitino... Uh, after yesterday, he said, if I said I was disappointed, that would be the understatement of the year. Our lateral quickness and our toughness is just something I've never seen in all my years of coaching. We're so non-athletic, we can't guard anybody without fouling. And it, really, it's not about losing. Even winning, when I watch the film, I see unathletic plays. I see people that don't handle the ball. that are just interested in taking quick shots. It's been a disappointing year. Rick Pitino's going to tell it like it is. And this is something that you got to appreciate about Rick. He has standards. I mean... Think about when he was at Louisville, there were multiple games that they would win against ranked opponents by double digits, and he would be all ticked off afterward because they struggled defensively or they didn't close out or Man, I miss they had maniac. a couple possessions, missed standards, right? So they scored just four points the first 12 minutes of the second half. Uh, remember, this is a team that also had a 15-point lead against Marquette and lost last weekend. Rick Pitino, this team started 12-4. and four. Uh, they beat Utah, Xavier, Butler, Nova, Providence. They beat some decent teams, but they're 2-8 and eight now in their last 10 games. Um, he was asked by a reporter if he had any, any second thoughts about taking the St. John's job. He said, it's not St. John's, it's my team. And he also said that they had S fatility, or facilities, a four-letter word that starts with S. You can figure that out. This is going well, but this is a coach that has standards. And that's what you need. Rick Pitino is a very, is, he's a Hall of Fame coach for a reason. And I'm sure that the way he's talking in the media, he talks to his players like this all the time. I, I'm pretty sure they're used to it. 
I mean, just ask any. Uh, I think it's worse than. I, oh, it's definitely worse. Media. It's worse. I mean, I was, you could just ask probably Luke Hancock when he comes in. I think he comes in tomorrow, but you could just ask Luke Hancock about uh, Rick Pitino at practice. This is typical Rick, but this is what you want to see out of a coach that they're having a disappointing year. And maybe I, I don't know if I want to say that my players are unathletic or whatever, but they got to get the message, don't they? He has standards, and I, I and I like that he has standards. Trying to make the mix, Rick being a quick hitter and falling short, trying to make the mixtape. Uh, I don't think I, I don't really try to make the mixtape. It just happens. I think that nobody here I don't think tries to make the mixtape. I think it just it just comes with the territory. Uh, he has standards. Yeah, he does have standards. That that's not a mixtape thing. He has standards. Uh, Rick Pitino ran, ran off a lot of good talent at St. John's. I'm sure he did because you have to be committed to play for him. You have to buy in defensively. You have to buy into playing full court. You have to buy into a certain style. And eventually, he's going to get the guys that buy into that. St. John's is going to be very good in a year or two. I don't really think there's any doubt about that. His team just isn't there right now, but he's 14 and 12. That's what a first year often looks like. And that's, again, we tie it back to Louisville. No, Last it's year, year zero. It is year zero. If we I, use the logic here. Yeah, yeah. it's year zero. What are, where are we at right now? <laughs> but I, I don't know. We're yeah, year I, zero. I, year, get, I think our brains have been broken I about get, what year it is. I get too confused now. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's year zero for Rick, but... Yeah. Uh, Rick, St. John's is going to be very good soon, and I know Sofro put out the Rick Pitino coming back to Louisville. That's not happening. N- not in a million years. But this is what a first-year coach looks like. A team that maybe doesn't have a great record, but he's building the standard there. He's building what the expectation is going to be at St. John's. They're going to be very good. If it's not next year... It's going to be the year after that because I think he's going to be there for a while. He said this is going to be his last stop. Now, how many coaches have said that before and then it didn't happen? I believe him in this case because he's a New York guy, St. John's, Madison Square Garden. It means something to him. Texter, in all seriousness, I'll take his passion any day over what we have. Oh, absolutely. No question about it. I would take that passion. I would take Damon Stoudemire's passion after they lost against Wake Forest when he said, you know, whoop that you-know-what questions. He just went straight to it. Uh, Texter, we're in the summer of year one. We're building. Got to get him to do what I say. <laughs> yeah, sounds uh, sounds very similar. Got to get him to do what I'm saying. But <laughs> you can do this when you've won two national championships and you countless Final Fours and you've been a successful coach. You, you're able to do this and people actually will listen to you. Uh so let's see. What else do we have? So Damian Lillard adds the All-Star Game MVP to a three-point contest. Dame, Dame Tom is very good at these kind of events. Not so great in the playoffs. Now, we'll see what happens this year with the Bucks because this is easily the most talented team he's ever played with. It, I just The funniest moment of the All-Star uh, break was they were, I watched the announcements of the starting lineups and the East went last. Yeah. And then I was like, and your Eastern All-Stars are coached by Doc Rivers. And I was like... <laughs> Yeah. What? <laughs> this guy's awful. Yeah. What is he like? Two and seven in his. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Tyrese Halliburton had thirty-two on eleven of. He had fifteen shooting. He had five threes in yeah. a minute and like fifteen seconds. You, it was insane. Did you hear Draymond Green talking about Carl Anthony Towns? I did not. He said that's the old Carl Anthony Towns because Carl Anthony Towns ended up with fifty points. He's like ah, that's old school Carl Anthony puts up fifty points and loses by twenty. Yeah. Because that's, that's, that's what that, he, they that do is, with the Timberwolves for so long. But they've actually got a squad there now with Anthony Edwards and Rudy Gobert. Timberwolves might actually have a chance to win the uh, Western Conference. Uh, Stephen A. saying LeBron is responsible for ruining the dunk contest. No. All, 
great players didn't always participate in the dunk contest before that. It's a lazy narrative that we just need to get out of here. LeBron, what incentive did LeBron ever have to be in the dunk contest? By then, it had already lost a lot of its luster. The dunk contest mattered with Michael Jordan, and it mattered with Dominique Wilkins, and it mattered with Spud Webb and Julius Irving and all those guys. Yo, the dunk contest. Spud Webb was in it. He was like he was five, five six, seven. and he won it. Or five six, yeah, yeah, and he won it. He beat Dominique, his teammate, for it. The all the dunk contest, with the exception of twenty sixteen, when Aaron Gordon got robbed against Zach Levine, because that was an unbelievable dunk contest. Uh, that was probably the peak of dunk contest. Other than that, for the last twenty years, it really hasn't mattered that much. Who who was the one? that was Derek Jones versus I think Derek Jones beat. Aaron Gordon again. I think that one yeah, was also that, good. Yeah, that's the one that I think I was done with the dunk contest yeah, after that. Because Aaron that Gordon was, got robbed twice. And I'm a, Derek Jones was a Heat guy at the time, and I was like, yeah, all right, nice. Yeah. Did not deserve that no. one bit. Aaron Gordon is one of the best dunk contest guys of all time, and he has no ha, actual He hasn't won it, yeah. joke. I mean, Vince Carter, of course, the all-time greatest dunk performance of I mean, all time. I'm close. Ooh. It's over. I think, he did that after Tuck yeah, once, and he was right. It's over. It's become one of the great memes of all time. I think it's uh, Blake Griffin jumping over a car yeah. got less points than Jalen Brown dunking over Jalen Brown had the Kai worst Sinet. dunks of all of them, and yet he got to the finals. I, oh I have my no God. idea. So did you see uh, Steve Sarkeesian? He got an extension for more than $10 million per season through 2030. You see some of the things that uh, Sark is getting out of it. He's getting uh, like $300,000 bonus for winning the SEC championship. He's getting bonus for all that. But he gets like his own private plane. He gets all the fancy stuff that you get when you're the head coach at Texas and you're you're winning games. Everything you expect. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Um, there was something else about Sark that that whole thing came up with. Oh, yeah. he gets So he gets part of his agreement. He gets a country club membership. He gets two cars and 20 hours of private jet usage per year. Must be nice. Twenty four ni- hours. Twenty only? hours. Oh. Twenty hours of plane, uh, private plane. All right, that's not bad. No. I mean, I'd love a private plane. But I'd like. I'd, I'd like two compl- cars. How about that? Yeah. Give me. A I'd love a country, country club, club membership. membership. <laughs> yeah. When you're the head coach at Texas, you should already have a country club membership, yeah. right? That, Why is that part of your contract? Yeah. What? <laughs> shouldn't you already just have that because you're the head coach at Texas? These off seasons are long. <laughs> they really are. Uh, Texter watching Spud Webb dunk in the '80s was a jolt to the system. Yeah, it, I'm sure it was. I wasn't around for that, but I've seen highlights of it, and it gave me hope temporarily because I'm an inch taller than Spud Webb. I'm five foot seven, <laughs> but I quickly realized that dunking was never going to be part of my future we're, unless I lowered the rims. Zach, we're Caucasian. We're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it, but I did. There you go. There you go. I was waiting for that. Uh, so the Nets just fired Jacques Vaughn. Not surprising. 21-33 and 33 this year. The Nets have kind of been a dumpster fire since the whole KD, Kyrie, James Harden thing didn't work. Did you see the... Uh, I, I don't know if there's any truth behind the report, but some team offered them like four first-round picks for Mikael Bridges, and they're like, I no, he's untouchable. It's like, why? <laughs> he's a really good... So now the most random PED suspension of all time in the history of the NFL, Jimmy Garoppolo getting suspended yeah, for right? two games because he had a prescribed medication without having a valid therapeutic use exemption from the league. Me and Gage are talking about it. I think the the team doctor for the Raiders just gave him a supplement and was like, ah, yeah, no, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. But they got it from the owners and was like, get this contract off the books, please. If we get yeah. this, we're fine. And... Yeah, it's kind of the best case scenario for the Raiders. Sure it is. That yeah, is he was never coming contract. back. No. Te- text or a little Sarkeesian trivia. That is Cher's real last name. I did not know that. I've never thought of her as anything other than Cher. 
Like yeah. Prince, you know, people that just have one name. We don't think. Yeah, it is Sherilyn Sarkeesian. Good, good text. Sherilyn Sarkeesian. How about that? No, no way. You learn that. something new every day. Would never guess that. Uh, texter, what percentage chances KP have of coming back? Uh, I don't really want to answer that. It, it can't be very high. I'm, it just can't be. It's got to be less than 10% at this point. I uh, hear the music playing, so that means we got to get out of here. It's been uh, Cantrell & Co. We'll have you throughout the week here on ESPN 680-1057. we got Mark Ennis in studio for two hours. Tomorrow, we've got Mike Gandolfo on Wednesday. We'll have Ben Roberts and Jay Davis on Thursday. And Biscuit will join me on Friday. We'll get you throughout the week here. Louie, enjoy your much-deserved vac- vacation, my friend. We'll talk to you guys again tomorrow. Thank you to Tanner for handling it behind the ones and twos. I'm Zach Cantrell. Cantrell and Cove for this week only. How about that? We'll talk to you guys again tomorrow.